Evening all, how are we? Tuesday night's edition of Discord here as ever to help you guys with any family law questions or queries that you may have. We are also recording this evening because Paddy puts it out on the podcast for me and of course we're live on TikTok. We were going live on, I'll have a cup of tea please. We were going live on Facebook but there's something, what is wrong with the Facebook pad? There's something wrong with the Facebook isn't there? Yeah so, it's just playing up at the moment. Yeah, so for those of you that, you know, watch us on Facebook, really sorry about that, um, but we are working on it. Anyway, let's crack on. Um, we have two hands up already. So first in the queue is Elaine. Elaine, I've invited you up to the stage. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um, hi. Hello. I was wondering, my sister-in-law has got an SGO with my children. Yes. And um, she's, it's quite a long, there's quite a lot of backstory to it, really. But um, since having my children for the past three years, yeah, um, I'm in a totally different circumstances now. Um, and I see my children monthly unsupervised. The courts did ask for supervised six times a year. Yeah. Um, and then I filled a C100 form in and representing myself at court because it because it's an SGO, it's a private matter. I was just wondering if you knew or could point me in the right direction for a paralegal or anybody like that. Because I wanna I wanna try and get my kids back into my care. Because okay. I know she's struggling with the children. So what your sister's struggling with the children you mean? The the lady that's got the SGO? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of legal aid, Elaine, are you entitled to legal aid, first of all? I'm, I'm not, no, because okay. um, it's it's classified as a private matter. Okay. Would it be an SGO? Okay. So what you're looking for, essentially, is some legal help, but on a, you know, on a budget, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of who I would recommend. Um Elaine, do me a favour. If you drop me an email and let me have a think about that, um, because yeah. essentially I, I do know a lot of people that are almost qualified and they know exactly what they're talking about um, and they're looking to get loads of experience and could potentially do things pro bono for you, which means free. Um, yes. But just let me have a think about that. If you if you email me, then I can ask you a few more personal questions that I don't really want to ask you on air, um, and that yeah. will help me give you some more guidance. Is that all right? That's fantastic. Great. You've been brilliant. Okay. I'll drop you an email now. Yeah, do. Okay, thanks, Elaine. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, remember, guys, there are always people out there who are newly qualified or just about qualified and they're looking for loads of experience. I was talking to a young lady this morning um, who was looking for experience in family law and wanted to know how I could help her um, just get some experience, the kind of things she could do. So you don't always have to pay for your legal advice, okay? There are plenty of people out there that will that will help you. Um, right, Loopery Dalton, I'm going to invite... Oh, I have sent you an invitation. Uh, whenever you're ready. Sorry, I must have done that while I was talking. I don't remember doing that. Um, Louise, I'm also going to send you an invitation too. Um, there we go. Louise, what's your question? Hello. Uh, hello. I can, yeah. What's your question? Um, I've um, just completed my... I handed it in yet. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to have been done by the 8th of September, but my husband has said that he can't get it done for months. Um. So 
I'm at the point now. Do I still hand mine in by the eighth of September? Sorry, Louise. Uh, what 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 are you handing in? I missed the first bit. The what? The for me. Oh, the for me. Okay. Is yeah. this is this court ordered, Louise, or are you doing a voluntary uh, exchange? No, voluntary exchange. Okay. Exchange. I'm doing it with Paulette. Oh, okay. With Paulette. Yeah. How, how come yeah. you're not asking Paulette? <laughs> I texted her this morning. Yeah. I wonder whether she's been in court or something. Today. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, she has been busy today. Um, so, Louise, what Paulette's going to tell you, um, I, I hope, because what I would say to you is we, you're, you're not going to exchange with him until we've got an agreed date in the diary, okay? So, you know, we're not going to let him see your for me right. until um, we can be sure that we've got his, all right? So that that's what's going to happen. Okay, and if you have any questions on it to ask her before finalising the last bit of it. Oh, I see. I'm ready, you see, to go. Uh, ah, right, okay, okay. That, I need to speak to her about that. Right, I, yeah. will, I will drop her an email after Discord and let her know that you are looking to get in touch with her. Um, and I dare say Paulette will most likely reach out to you oh. this evening, all right? You still Brilliant. there? Yeah, Thank okay. Thanks, Louise. Thank, Thank you for you that. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, next up is GE. So whenever you're ready, ask me your question, GE. Oh, thank you so much. Hi. Hello, what's your question? Yes, um, there are two questions. First of all, I heard the other lady and I'm also looking. I've, start, I've started uh, today the uh, divorce process. And I'm looking for a solicitor, but I have very limited budget. So a newly yep. qualified would be good for me if you can recommend. What What's your matter, first of all? What is it that uh, you're yes, looking for help uh, with? It, 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 it uh, will be a, a, a bit of a complicated uh, mm. divorce, but I think I have an impending uh, criminal case myself, yes, which makes... It, it, it may be, I mean, the, the, the pro bono or newly qualified suited the other lady because she told me a little bit about her background. But if you've got a complicated matter, you know, it may be that actually you should seek, um, you know, some, someone with experience. I wouldn't necessarily be recommending a newly qualified for that or even somebody that is, you know, almost qualified. Does All that, right. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, in relation to that, I, I really haven't got, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm in Swindon, but I, have, I really haven't got uh, a clue of who to ask for help, really. Can, can I approach you personally and see if I can... You can, by all means, you can, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, drop me an email, not a problem at all, because um, my, that was my old stomping ground, Swindon, so I know a lot of family solicitors um, mm. in Swindon uh, with varying um, affordability rates, so I can certainly put you in the right direction of somebody if, if that's where you, you need to see a solicitor in, absolutely. Yeah, drop me an email. That's, that's amazing. The other question uh, I've got, which is yeah. pressing, yeah. Um, is I'm moving in a week's time yeah. and I do not want my uh, will-be ex-husband to know where I am because previously when he dropped my daughter off in my premises he has admitted that he has been recording me yeah and also he has looked around my private car parking space without you know permission so I did say because of those reasons I will you know withhold uh, can I withhold my new address and we will swap 
over yeah. in a public place. Yes, you can do that. Can I do that? Absolutely, yeah. And any court applications that are made, you would complete a form called a C8, which will keep your address confidential so the court won't um, disclose your address to him. All right. C8. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm up well within my rights to do so. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. That You're was welcome. Thank you. Okay, Thank thanks. Bye-bye. Um, quick question on TikTok. It says, uh, who do you send a for me to, solicitor or to the court? If it's court ordered, evening, Kaza, if it's court ordered, you would send it directly to the court on the date, but you don't exchange with a solicitor until you've agreed a date. And if it's a voluntary exchange, you want to be agreeing the date as well. Does that make sense? Um, okay, and then while I'm waiting for the next person who's Vicky, um, another question on the TikTok was how to get a divorce. You log on to the government website and you complete the D8. D8 is your divorce petition um, based on the new no fault and you submit that along with the court fee of £593. And if you think you might qualify for fee remission, then complete the EX160, okay? Vicky, you are next up. What's your question? Vicky? No, can't hear you. Can we try Stacy while we're waiting for Vicky to... So, Stacy, what's your question? Hello, can you hear Hello, me? Hello, I can, yeah. Yeah, um, basically, I spoke to you last week regarding having to go to court for the enforcement order of my children. Yeah. Um, so basically, I did get my children back. Great, well um, so done, congratulations. They are back in my care. Brilliant, okay. Um, we're due back in court in December. Yeah. Um, the judge said I don't have to offer any contact, but advised me to basically give contact. Um, right. But my issue is obviously this happening again. I know exactly. I knew what you were going to say. Where do I stand? Like, do I have to give contact because he's saying, you know, "Well, you were advised to. You need to do it." It wasn't ordered, though, Stacey. That's what I'm going to say to you. If the court didn't order it, there's a reason they didn't order it. You know, the the court is going to be very PC and tell you what you know they can advise you to do it. But look, come on, wasn't that the second time, Stacey? You had to go back and get them kids off him. Yeah. Yeah, I would. If it, if they really wanted to, they would have ordered it. So I would be just, you know, either doing some sort of supervised or just doing nothing until you go back to court in December. And this is what I said to him, like, I will try and do supervised. There's yeah. nowhere locally at the minute that have taken on anybody new. Yeah. But it's like every other day. It's like, if you don't let me see them, I'm calling the police. I'll get social services. Oh, you know what? Let him, let him, let him. Me. I don't know. I don't know what this guy, I don't know what planet he's on. He's took the kids off you twice and withheld them. He's made you go back to court twice to get them back. Honestly, let, let him do what he wants. Let him have a big song and dance about it. But at the end of the day, no, you, you, you know deep down your heart that if you let them go, he'll just keep them again. He'll just keep them again. So and this is my thing. I'm just yeah. scared of a judge, when it gets to a judge in December, them saying, well, you chose to not let him see them, even though we advised you to. Yeah, but it wasn't ordered. And you could say, look, you know, the court put the ball firmly in my court and I was exercising my parental responsibility. It's not in the children's best interest to keep having to be dragged back through the court because he refuses to return them to me. 
okay, that's fine. And I can yeah. just sort of say, I want an order, in, a court order in place, yeah. which is set in stone for us both. And yes. then we both know where we stand. Absolutely. Did you get your prohibited steps as well, Stacey, while you were there, that he can't remove yeah, them? I yeah, did. brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Is enforceable. Good. That's good. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. You just hold your nerve. It'll be fine. Thank you very much. All I just right, wanted then. to update you, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, who's next on my list? Vicky. Vicky, can I hear you now? No, still can't hear you. So sorry. Fur Rod, you are next on the list. Can No, can't hear Vicky. Fur Rod? Hello. Oh, hello, I can hear you. <laughs> Great. Just a quick question, please. Yeah. Um, we are the applicants and we had, after directive uh, order, uh, hearing order, we had to swap statements with the respondent, you know, the 14 days and then another 14 days ending in 28 total. And we should have now um, a filter hearing in October. Yeah. The thing is the respondent didn't reply to the applicant's statements and didn't provide statements themselves. So they breached the court order and the applicant ended up breaching too because they can't reply to something they don't have. Yeah. Now. We contacted the court and they refused to contact the respondent. They say that we have to wait until the end of next month, which is when the three hour filter hearing is supposed to take place. But I'm assuming that it can't take place because there's nothing to filter. When you say filter, do you mean a final hearing? No, no. Um, so basically, it, there were statements about uh, domestic violence and things like that. So the judge said that they want um, statements on each of uh, the allegations. So oh, a fact. So, so, it, so it's to. a it's a fact find hearing. It, fact find. Yeah, from what I understood, after the filter, we will have a fact finding, or or maybe at the same time. Yes. So we are approaching a fact finding hearing. Okay. But there are no statements for the allegations from the respondent, and it was court ordered. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just wondering, is there anything we can ask the court directly? No. So that we don't have to wait another month. No. If no, because if the applicant hasn't. Um, filed their statement or filed allegations or whatever it is they were meant to be filing, well, then you've got no case to answer. Oh, no, no, no. We are the applicant. We did. The respondents did not. Oh, so the applicant... So you filed your statements? Yes, yes. Okay. So, so well, then, if, if, if the respondent doesn't file their evidence in support, then that will support your case because they'll have no evidence to rely upon. But then when it comes to the to the court hearing date when we are supposed to discuss and and do the fact finding we only have the applicant's side yeah um, exactly about arrangements though yeah exactly so it, it might be that the court depends what the court wants to do they might adjourn the hearing off um and give the give the respondent more time the respondent might submit something last minute when's your hearing date 21st of October. Okay, they've, they've still got time. I know that they've passed the date, but you still might get something. When were they due to file? What date were they due to file? Uh, two weeks ago. Okay, so that they still may. It, it's quite common in family law sometimes for the for the dates to run over. Um, but essentially, if you get to court and, you know, they haven't filed anything, the court's got two options. They can either adjourn it off or they can proceed without that information. And there is, uh, is it normal for the court to refuse to contact the respondent to ask for the statements? Because they asked us. 
to chase the respondent to say you've missed the deadline. Yeah, that's that's your job. That's your job to chase the, the respondent, not the courts. Okay. The courts don't get involved in that. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So we will have to wait and there's nothing we can do, basically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, nothing oh, you can do. All right. All right. Thank you, though. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Um, people on TikTok are worried I've got stuff burning in the back. It's just an incense. <laughs> just calms me down after work. I just burn... An incense. What what are they called actually? They they smell gorgeous. They're um white musk or something. They smell lovely. But yeah, don't worry, the house isn't burning down, we're fine. Um Amy, what's your question? Yeah, so it's a bit of a long, uh, prolonged story basically, so I'll try and keep it short as I can. Yeah. Um so I'm trying to get in contact with my two children. There's no court, there's no solicitors, there's no social workers involved. And the father has cut all contact with me. Um, uh, he's been very difficult and I don't know where to stand and I don't know what to do. Um, I've seen you on TikTok, so a lot of people have said about you. So I'm looking to kind of your best input on it. Um, so there's two children. We split two years ago yep. and he's now cut all contact on social media, WhatsApp. Um, and he's just not letting me see them at all. Um, he's refusing point blank to meet me halfway. We live two hours away and I don't know what to do anymore. Um, I'm, and I'm, I need to see them, but I don't know where I stand. When when did you last see them, Amy? Uh, six months ago. Okay. I think the first thing you need to do is, have you obviously reached out to him and he said no? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, reached out, we've had phone conversations, there's messages back and forth, him saying that I'm a bad mother. Okay. Um, and just things like that. He's just doesn't allow me contact okay. i don't drive um train journeys are very expensive and yeah. i have to travel three hours to see them and he just doesn't allow me to to see them basically now okay the first thing i'm going to tell you because this this is always worth knowing and keeping in the back of your mind when things get a bit dark and and he's sending yeah. you texts or emails the law's yeah. very clear in, in children cases, all right? It's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents. So you just yeah. keep saying that to yourself. It's the, it's your children's right to have a relationship with you and him. And unless yeah. there are serious, serious welfare concerns, he has no right to prevent the children or to deny them that right, okay? That said, um, we are where we are and he has been doing it. What you now need to do is apply to the court for a child arrangements order. OK, oh, because you are their mum and you, you do have a right to see them. They have a right to see you. Um, C100 form is what you need to be downloading and sending in. The, okay. the worry that I have for you, Amy, is that when you fill the C100 form and send it back to court, you're not going to get a date for about three months time. So by the time you get to court, you're looking at about nine months since you've seen the children. And yeah. then what he's going to say is it's not in their best interest to just go and see you every other weekend. So mm -hmm. the court's probably going to want you to have small amounts of contact often, building yeah. up to a regular pattern of contact. So in the three okay. months that it takes for you to get the contact date, you think about how that's going to work because okay. the, the court won't give you a solution to the two hour expensive train journey. Yeah. You don't drive scenario. So mm -hmm. you, you do have those three months to figure that out, because if you can go to court with your no doubt in my mind that you're going to get contact, absolutely none. But you're going to yeah. have to overcome the issue of how do you see them? When do you see them? And it probably will mean you traveling to him 
yeah. effectively. Um, and then once contact gets up and running, then you'll be able to put in a more, you know, we need to share contact. All right. Yeah. But okay. initially, have have a think about that. But the C one hundred Amy is what you need to do. Get get that in. Do okay. that. Do that tomorrow as soon as you possibly can. Oh, and you're submitting okay. it to the family court nearest to where the children live. So okay. if you oh, know where okay. the children live, Google the nearest family court to there and send it. Because if you send it to your family court, then they'll have to transfer it, and that's going to add another month or two onto the process. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Great. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck, Amy. Bye. Thank you. Next on my list is Maddie 99. Hi, can you hear me? I can, Maddie. What's your question? Hi, I've got a question for my mum. So she has been divorced for two years now. Yeah. The financial order was all sorted and put into place. Yeah. Um, but she's since found out that her ex-husband was um, named on a property yeah. uh, prior to getting the financial order that wasn't um, declared the financial order and yep. didn't disclose that. Yeah. Is there anything that she can do now? Well, it depends if it's worth her doing anything, Maddie. So, you know, if she can find out what the value of that is, because if his share is, I don't know, worth 20000 he didn't disclose it, I'd probably say let it slide. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's significant and it's worth her taking the matter back to court, because it's going to cost her to take the matter back to court and she can't really recoup those costs. Um, you, you're yeah. gonna, so work that out first. Effectively, if if you do decide it is worth her taking it back to court, then what she's doing is she's saying to the court that he signed the form A, which is a statement of truth, and he lied <clears throat> to the court. And actually, had he made full disclosure, it would have made a significant difference to the financial order that the court did make. And on that basis, the court will reopen her case. But it will have okay. to be financially worthwhile doing it and, you know, significantly change the existing financial order. Yeah, I mean, there was no property within the marriage other than that one she's just found out about. So OK, OK. And um, of course, be sure that he owns a significant part of it and doesn't just have like a 10 percent ownership in it or something. And mm-hmm. of course, it, yeah. he may have his name on it, but it's worth nothing if it's say mortgaged up to the hilt with no money, no equity in it. Yeah, exactly. Do you know how we'd be able to find that out without asking him? Um, I mean, you could find out the value of the property roughly if you've got the address. But what's outstanding on the mortgage? No, that's going to be difficult because that's obviously confidential information. Um, You could certainly say to him that if he doesn't provide you with that information, you're going to, you know, you could call his bluff and threaten to go to court. Okay. All right. All right. So the, the way to reopen the case, how would you do that? Well, you'd have to ask permission, first of all. So it's what we call a D11 application. Um, if you okay. if you um, go into the court system and, and download a D11, um, then you're asking permission to reopen and you attach to that D11 a statement summarising what's happened so far and why you want, wish to reopen the case. So there's no standard form to, to do it. It's, it's a separate application. OK, thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Um, bye. Quick question on TikTok. Difference between a legal separation and a divorce. Um, a divorce is obviously a divorce. It brings to an end your marriage. A legal separation doesn't. Um, legal separation is where you are legally separated. So you filled out the equivalent to a divorce petition, but obviously you don't get that final order. Um, but what a legal separation will allow you to do is do the finances without getting divorced. Normally, we can't do the finances without the decree absolute or the final order, but a legal separation will allow you to do that, okay? Um, 
Jembo. What's your question? Hiya. Hello. Um, so my husband has um, filed for divorce and I wasn't happy with it, um, thinking that he's being a bit fraudulent. Yeah. Like hiding his money. Yeah. Um, I've got a solicitor involved now. Do I need to um, still go to HMRC? To what? What for? Sorry, you've got. A... Um, if, so if I, I I feel that he's like obviously hiding his money, right? Have you done Have you done four me's yet, Jem? No, no. I, I would wait to see what he puts on the four me. Let him put. Let him complete the four me and sign it because that's his statement of truth. And from there, then if he if he hasn't made full and frank disclosure, then then speak to your solicitor about where you go from there. Right. Okay. I mean, if, if you think that he's committing fraud, that's a whole different question. Um, that, that's nothing that the family court's going to look at. If you think that he's committing fraud, tax evasion, something like that, that probably isn't something your family list is going to help you with. That's something you're just going to report him to HMRC about. Right, OK. Because I, I find it a bit strange that he could file for a divorce, manage to pay for the divorce, and then all of a sudden the child maintenance was put down. Oh, I see. Okay, so you don't think he's declaring all of his income? No. Yeah, okay. That's a difficult one. Um, but yeah, that, that would probably fall outside of the of the family um, situation. But if you've got a solicitor on board, they'll be able to advise you anyway. That'll be slightly easier. Okay. All right? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye. Um, another question on TikTok. Somebody wants to move, um, but they have a shared care so the golden rule there is if you're going to breach the order by moving, then you can't without seeking a variation to that order from the court. OK, but you can move if your current shared care children's order won't be affected. Sorry, that question was asked a few minutes ago, so I hope you're still there. Um, Jesse, what's your question? Hi there, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Hiya. Um, I'm up at court tomorrow. I, I think I was. I think I got you a few weeks ago. Um, about my ex partner. Yeah. About about the drugs. Um, well, basically, uh, he had to go into court, and he got done with a non harassment order. He got community service, and he also has to speak to a social worker. Yeah. But I've got court tomorrow at two o'clock, and um, I've got. Basically, my lawyer says that he's going to tell the the sheriff that he um, he's on drugs and stuff. So he's maybe got to be drug free before any contacts given. Right. Um, I'm just wondering, like, what's the percentage of the lawyer saying that? Like, I would, would have. The lawyer, would the lawyer would the lawyer do that? Um, the sheriff, sorry. I would have no idea, Jesse, but I think what's more important, and obviously you're talking about Scottish law, um, just because you mentioned the sheriff there, and, and so therefore I'm sort of, yeah. it's out of my jurisdiction. But if this is a children's application and you were in England, yeah. I would be saying to you that you ask for a direction from the court that no contact mm -hmm. is allowed until such times as he has produced hair strand drug testing, okay? Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be leaving it for him well, to disclose. You, you need to be asking for that direction. Yeah, so I need to ask for a hair strand drug testing before any contact is given. Well, that's what I would be suggesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's what I've been saying to my lawyer, and my lawyer's my lawyer's going to say that to my sheriff tomorrow. Great. I'm just uh, I'm just really nervous for tomorrow for the outcome of it, because I don't want to allow my little girl. 
to have contact if he's on drugs, you know? Yeah, then you just you really have to push the welfare concerns and I'm sure your solicitor will do that. Nobody yeah. nobody wants a child to have um, contact with somebody that's not fit to look after them. So just yeah, just definitely. really get, get your solicitor to push that, all right? All right, then. Real. Thanks, right, Jesse. Thank okay, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Rickstar, you are up next. What's your question? Hello, Rickstar. Hello. Need to put my phone on charge. It's going Hello? flat. Hello, Rickstar. What's your question? Um, basically, my dad passed away in December. Yeah. Um, and his ex-partner that he's been split up with for three years is trying to make a claim on his estate. Yes. Um, she's already had a caveat put in place. Yeah. Um, but that's finished now. Um, but it's like saying, oh, my son's dependent on of him. But it's, it's unclear if it's even my dad's child. He, he never put his name on the birth certificate because, for some reason, but he never told me. He's, like, very proud. Yes, yeah. And um, But now she's making a claim on his estate for... Pro Dependence and private, uh, something like that. 1975 yeah. Act. Yeah, yeah. Not too sure what it's called. Yeah. So, um, you, as as much as I would love to help you, Rick, I can't. So, I specialise in family, and you need to be speaking to a probate lawyer as to the prospects yeah. of her success in, in contesting your father's will. Because essentially, that's what she's going to do. Um, she's going to yeah. use, use the child to contest your father's will. So, you need to speak to a probate lawyer about that. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Like said, message anyway. That's all right. Thanks, Rick. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Martin, you are next up. What's your question? Hello. Oh, he's gone. Um, Ava, you are next up. Martin, if you just um, logged off by accident, put your hand back up and we'll get you to the top of the queue. Ava, you're up. What's your question? Hello. Hello. What's your question, Ava? Um, so I was just wondering, um, I've recently been in court um, with my ex-husband and um, he's put in a specific issues order to um, find out my address. Um, yeah. There was some like domestic abuse in, in the marriage and it was obviously why I'd not told him where I was you know, living. I was just wondering what kind of happens and will we be successful in obviously knowing where I live? Um, it, sorry, Ava, did you say this was going through the court? Sorry? Did you say this was going through court? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it, as long as you've completed the C8 form, the court won't give him your address. Right, okay. All right, does, it, does that help? Uh, it does a bit, yes. Um, my other thing I was going to ask was, um, yeah. so in regards to the... Um, children's application um, order that we were trying to get going. Um, so Cascas was involved, and like like I said, there was some domestic abuse in our marriage, and um, there was a situation where he ended up bolting my son in his bedroom. Yeah. And Cascas have said that there's no safeguarding issues, and I just kind of feel that for me. You know, I'm still very worried and I don't think my concerns have been addressed at all. Okay. I mean, I think if, if Kafka are saying there's no safeguarding issues, then you do have a bit of a battle on your hands because you're going to have to sort of challenge Kafka diplomatically, by the way, but you're going to have to challenge them with regard to the, the concerns that you do have. 
and you know sort of ask the question on what grounds do they not think that you have any safeguarding concerns does that yeah. make sense um you, you you can't let it slide but at the same at the same time if they don't feel that there are safeguarding concerns then chances are court will let the contact go ahead in some form so really challenge them and you challenge them at court so, you know, you would say to the court when, when you're next there, um, I, I have some issues with the CAFCAST report because they failed to mention this, they failed to mention that, that wasn't recorded properly, blah, blah, blah. And I would like these concerns addressed more fully. So you don't sort of send it to CAFCAST directly. You're asking the court for a direction that your concerns are addressed more fully. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Um... The issue I've got as well is that CAFCAS have basically, like, you know, said they don't need any more involvement. Okay, and that's um, fine. That's fine. That that just leave that. Go back to court, and you get a direction that they address some of the issues that you feel haven't been addressed properly. And what the court can then do is order CAFCAS to do an addendum report. Right, okay. Okay, so they they can make a recommendation that they think their work is finished, but you can challenge that and say, actually, no, I think a little bit more work is needed. Because I feel like, obviously, I've agreed to him letting him him have contact with the children in, like, um, like a stepped contact. Um, So he starts off with an hour and then goes for a few hours. Yeah. And eventually we get to a full day. Yeah. And then we're back in court before anything else happens. Concerns are specifically around night time, really. Um, you know, I obviously my children are all I've got three and they're all under five, and I worry that obviously I'm not there to stop him doing anything like yeah. putting a bolt on the doors. Yeah, yeah. And then not one of them are old enough to really tell me. My eldest is autistic, so yeah, he struggles with speech and things, and I fear that you know if something like that was to happen, I wouldn't know about it. Yeah, and and I think this is why you need to challenge it. All right. All right. Great. Thank you, very Thank much you for Ava. Your help. That's all right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Martin, have you got a question for me? On mute. Martin, you're on mute. Hello. Can I can hear you now. Yeah, what's your question? Hey, um, my wife and I are sort of very much going to be going into sort of early discussions around um, divorce. Our Credit background is very different. I've always managed how my money and budgeted um, and my credit file is absolutely fine. And my wife, not so much. Um, back a couple of years ago, I took out sort of loans to clear debts, etc. Um, but we were going to um, look to move, but unfortunately because of her financial history, that couldn't happen. Everything would have to have been done in my name. So we were going to be mortgaged the property that we were in, but I would have had to have just done that in my name, but she would have had to have moved out for that to have happened because of the property. Yeah. Um, I suppose my question is, if we did, if we do divorce and we part company, I've got two boys, I've got two young children, where do I stand with that? So my financial position would allow me to move get a yeah. new property, yeah. have a house for the children. Yeah. Um, I'm very amicable. It's not about keeping money. Everything from equity in the house, any savings we've got could be 50-50. Yeah. No problem with that. Absolutely, that's all fine. Yeah. Um, but obviously, <laughs> the other part of me is obviously she was my wife, so I obviously wouldn't want her to be destitute, so I have nowhere to live. Yeah. But I just wondered where do I stand really with that? Do you mean in terms of shared care, Martin, or in terms of the financial settlement? 
Um, more so, um, would I? My position could be if we separated and we split the asset, I, I could go and purchase a new house. Yes, that would be fine. Yeah, my wife potentially not so much. Yeah, um, she doesn't really have to go and potentially rent. She, it, obviously, if she turns around and says, "Well, I'm not going to do that because obviously I, I can't. I'm not going to go and rent. This is my house. So yeah. potentially, I'm just not going to move." Yeah. Obviously, potentially, then where do I stand? Then? Oh, I see. Okay. So, uh, what what's going to happen when um, you, there's a legal person involved looking at the finances? The split won't automatically be fifty fifty. Okay, because what the court before the court makes an order, um, they want to ensure that the housing needs, the capital needs, and the income needs of both parties are met. All right. Yeah. So if it's a case of you split the equity and the property 50-50 and you can use your 50% to go off and get a mortgage, but she can't, it might yeah. mean that actually she gets more of the equity in the property. So I think the okay. starting point, Martin, is to take some legal advice as to exactly what it is that you're going to walk away with. And and how we determine that is we'll, we'll be really interested in finding out length of marriage, earning yeah. capacity of the parties, age yeah. of the children age of the parties, health conditions, um, and obviously what assets we've got available to us to, to meet everyone's housing needs. And so they're okay. some of the questions that you'll be asked. And then based on the answers to those questions, um, the solicitor will then say to you, right, chances are, Martin, you're going to walk away with, I don't know, 35, 40%. Now, once you've got an idea of your financial position, of course, it's going to be strengthened or weakened by who the children live with. So if you've got a shared care order, so it's 50-50, yeah. then that's not going to sway um, the scales either way. But if you decide as, a, as parents that actually they're going to stay with her more, then that makes her more vulnerable and therefore she'll get a bigger slice of the equity again. OK, so because it's always the housing needs of the children that are respond that um, take priority. So I think that there's a couple of things to, to work out there, which is actually going to help answer your question. And I think your starting point is definitely going to be to take some legal advice as to what you're entitled to financially. That's that's really helpful. Thank you. That's, I think that's my head was was thinking that from a security perspective for the yeah. children, the fact yeah. that I would be able to go and purchase a new house yeah that there would be something um more secure for yes. them more so that if it went with my wife technically it's more yeah. of a rented scale so there's yes um but equally you know from my perspective i want all this to be very amicable yes um, and ultimately the children my forefront of my priority yeah. through all of it but what you've said is really helpful thank you good you're welcome glad i could help thanks martin thank you bye cat d you are next up what's your question Tracy, can you hear me? I can, yeah. Hi. Hiya. Um, so my issue is um, regarding a child arrangements. Yeah. And there's been litigations for the last two years and it's ongoing. Yeah. So it started off in May 2020 um, after me and my ex broke up. Um, he retained, he didn't have any parental responsibility. He wasn't on the birth certificate. And he retained our son um, for six weeks. I had to make an urgent application for return of the child, which um, actually did happen. I did get my son back, but um, I had to get the police invited um, to retrieve my son. Yeah. Now, um, last year, July, um, the proceedings concluded and I was given the live with order. Yeah. 
and the father was given um, school holidays contact, after school holidays contact, because I live in London, he lives in Yorkshire. Okay. So it, it kind of worked out well. Um, so my son went for contact um, at, on the last, from the last day of the summer holidays now in July. And the following day, the father made um, his second referral in the past two years to the local authority, suggesting that I've been abusing and beating my son. So Section 47, CP medical and everything was done, and they didn't find anything. And the social workers asked him to return the child to me. Now, he's refused to, and he's put his own C100 application for a live-with order. Um, right. So I haven't seen my son since. I've had video contact with him. And I've asked the father politely by email to return him because he was due to start school on Monday. So he's missing out on school. Right. Um, when can, so, I, can, I, can I ask you, Kat, when you got your live-with order, what was the date of that order? 21st of July, uh, sorry, 26th of July, 2021. Okay, so for a year, it, how, how long have the kids been with him now? Uh, it's just one child. Um, sorry. He's, my son's been there for about six weeks now. Okay, so for a year, this is this has all gone okay in 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 accordance yeah. with the order, and now he's kept yeah. in for six weeks and not returned him. What you need to do, Kat, if you haven't done already, is make an emergency application again, like you did before. Yeah, I've done that. I've got a hearing Good. next Monday. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the order actually came through on Sunday um, yeah. directly from the judge's clerk. It's gone yeah. to a district judge. Um. So this is the second time he's retained was done yeah and i'm actually concerned so i'm I'm, the advice i'm really looking for is when i go to this hearing next monday i'm i I want to kind of put across the judge like you know i've had this live with order we've had no problems for the last year the school have no concerns the social worker has no concerns of my son being back in my care in london yeah it's only the father that continually pleads that the son is being abused i think i think well your your case there cat is that the court's already been through the evidence right we did all this in 2021 this is what you need to be saying to the court we've done all this in 2021 um you know with respect the court made an order which the respondent is now not adhering to. It's for the respondent to make an application to the court that that order is varied. It's not for him to completely fly in the face of that court order and just keep the child. So I think your your case is a strong one. I think the child will be returned to you and thereafter he will have to produce evidence that social services have got concerns about you. All right. So I think I think you'll be fine. Just be really firm, Kat, in court. Okay. Sorry, I've All just right. got one more question. Okay. So um, with continuing uh, direct contact at the father's home, I don't feel comfortable with it any longer. All right. And, and I, I don't. And I don't. And I don't blame you. I don't. Yeah. But when you get back to court next week, Kat, that's going to be varied. That's going to be varied because who's to say that he's not going to do this again? So I think yeah. I think the whole thing's up for debate. All you're interested in when you go back to court is that the children come back and live with you. And, you know, for, yeah. for, if it were me, all bets are off. So then if, if Dad was to say, well, when do I get to see the children? I'd be like, well, I'm not sure, I don't know, because obviously I can't trust you anymore. Um, this is the mm-hmm. second time I've had to do this and to have the children return to me. Don't even worry about contact right now because the old order will be replaced by the new one that you get at court next week. It, won't it just be a return order? No. 
No, because you, you'll get oh, a new you'll get a new child arrangements order because you've made an emergency application. All right, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Okay, okay. Oh, thanks, Kat. That's great. All Thank right. you so much. Bye. Bye, Nana Nine. You are next on my list. Guys, can I just say as well, thank you so much. Last night, we nearly got 40,000 likes. You're absolute troopers. You really are. Um, I, 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 it was only when I went to switch off the TikTok that I realised there were so many likes. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, Nana Nine, what's your question? Hi. Hello. What's your question? Um, so I have um, the green eye. So that was issued on the 14th of July. Yeah. Um. And I am requesting for mediation now with my ex-husband. For finances? Yeah, for finances, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's refused one yeah. of them, okay. uh, the first attempt, and I actually had the um, MIAM certificate because yeah. he didn't attend. Um, right. But the second time I attempted to request for the mediation for someone else, he declined that too. Yeah. So I'm thinking now, should I apply for the courts? I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Nana. Because at the end of the day, he doesn't want to mediate with you. So get your MIAMS form, and you're you're going to fill out the application form A to kick off a financial application. Um, yeah. It's a form A, and you've got that MIAMS form now. So yeah, go ahead and do that. And um, my other question is, so he's got plans of moving away. Yeah. Um. Out of the country for yep. work. Uh-huh. So how does that work um, in terms of the courts and the hearing and etc.? Well, we can do the the hearings remotely, and as excuse me, as long as you kick off the proceedings here, then the UK will retain the jurisdiction. So you know, we would simply have him, you know, attend remotely. But, you know, it, it depends on the assets involved, Nana. You you don't want to be hanging about too long um, if he is going to leave the country, if most of the assets are in his name. I'd be doing this with a sense of urgency, I think. All right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. OK. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, next on my list. Well, you know, I've just said we had nearly 40,000 and it's gone up to 31.8 likes. Guys, you are legends. Um... Emmy, you are next on my list. Well, thank you, Sam Shepherd. Emmy, hi. hi. What's your question? It's just about um, there's a child arrangements order in place. Yeah. We're not disputing the times that the child comes because she's going to be 13 in a couple of weeks. So obviously the contact has gone down for social reasons and whatever else. You know, she has a choice when she wants to go, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The issue that we've got is the mum is refusing to meet where the contact order states to meet um we just don't really know what to do about it because the issue we've got is not so much in the holidays because my partner's off so doing the eight hour drive which is a long drive when he's not been at work but it's doable but when he's been at work all day he has another child to pick up and still do an eight hour round trip isn't feasible so we can't actually get her on the weekends when she's supposed to come because he can't physically do that and be getting back at like midnight if he did it yeah but she's still using to meet halfway we just don't really know where to go from there as to how to get it to be back to the meeting spot like if he has to go back to court or anything like that I mean, look, if he's breaking his neck to get halfway around the country and if he's doing eight hours, it sounds to me as if he is, um, then the, there has to be just a moment where, you know, you sort of time out and speak to the other parent and say, look, this just isn't this just isn't working. 
you know we, we can't we can't be almost in two places at once and there has to be this is where co-parenting comes into it um, admittedly you have a court order um, but if you're unable to stick to it with the best will in the world you can't be taken back for a breach I mean is you, is your concern Emmy that if he doesn't stick to it the other parents going to stop contact is that is that the basis behind the question well the ba basically if he doesn't go all the way to the house to collect his daughter yeah she doesn't come Okay, and the other parent just isn't agreeable to even meeting him, even an hour, taking an hour off his journey? Not at the minute. She's, um, okay. she's got being a bonnet about something or other and she's just point blank refusing. Okay, have you have they tried mediation? Uh, no, not no. yet. At the minute, it's just been a case of trying he's, to plead. He's just doing it, really. yeah, okay. I mean, look, if all else fails, then he's going to have to take the matter back to court. Um, and, and, and ask for a direction that they share the travelling. It seems a hell of a long way, um, eight yeah, hours. Um, that that really like, is for, for, much to yeah. the side of the country. Yeah, for one person um, to do that. Is it is it a four-hour commute and he's having to obviously do the return journey? Is that why yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it's that's, four hours there and then four hours back. So, yeah. I mean, it's a long drive when it's halfway. Absolutely. Um, it's it's still long, yeah. You're you're quite right, um, but I think I think that's only fair and reasonable, really. Particularly because, and I take it he's only having what every other weekend. Well, it's not even that at the minute because, like I said, like his daughter has things she wants to do with her school friends and stuff. So you're looking once a month in term time, and then she comes for a week or so in the holidays when she wants to. So. It's not even like it's every other weekend anymore like it was. Yeah. Um, but every time he brings up the fact that it is in the, the child arrangements order that we meet halfway, because it states in the in it that wherever you are in the country, you meet halfway. That's The meeting point is halfway between the two houses. Yeah, yeah. Um, she just says that it was made when she was two and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we're not disputing... Yeah, I don't understand yeah. if we were disputing the amount of time she was coming, but it's not. It's yeah. literally just the meeting point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, all, all I can say, Emmy, is that he'll have to go back to court and ask for a further direction. And it's a shame because, you know, then your mum just hasn't got the ability to co-parent, but that's all he can do. That's all he yeah. can do. What What is it that he has to... Is there a form, a yeah. specific form he has yeah. to... Yeah, um... C79 to vary a child arrangements order. Right. OK, thank All right. You. OK, thanks, Emmy. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Brad Kitten, you are next on my list. Guys, we're at 72,000 no. oh. likes. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, hi, Brad Kitten. How are you? Pull that blind Hello, can you hear me? I can, I'm yeah. Yeah, what's your question? I'm just wondering if paternal grandparents have the rights to contact with that not go through court. Because obviously they've been threatening us yeah. to go through court. Yeah. Um, but obviously to have rights to see, obviously, to have contact with mine and my partner's children. Obviously, we've said no because of their, back, obviously, background, because, obviously, there was putting the children around and, obviously, yeah. arguing with myself and So, Brad, my what I would say is that grandparents don't automatically have parental responsibility and you need yeah. parental responsibility to be able to make an application to the court so if they were to make an application to the court the first step or the first thing that they have to do is ask permission because they won't have parental responsibility and that's the yeah. hardest thing generally grandparents that are given permission are those grandparents that have maybe looked after the children while the parents have been at work so they've seen them all day every day and they're heavily involved in the child's life and and then the parents no, separate and the grandparents yeah, it, don't see them. It's just my partner's, pa partner's right. parents that I've so, looked after. 
work yeah. and stuff like that. On that basis then, I'm not sure that they'll actually get permission, um, Brad, if, if they make an application. So I don't think you've got too much to worry about. So if they was to apply for courts, and obviously they didn't have any of that background where they've not been looking after the children when we're at work and stuff like that, yeah. they won't be granted that permission anyway? No, 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 they won't. Okay, thank you. All right, we were you're just welcome. That's all, and okay. we obviously we're about to move address and stuff like that. Yeah, no problem was, at all. Yeah, they was trying to threaten us with that, and we was just a bit concerned. That's all. That's fine, no problem. Thanks, Matt. Brad. Brad, sorry, beg your pardon. I was because I was oh, looking at you. Matt. Okay, thank you, Brad. Bye bye. Um, it's because I was looking at Matt. Matt, you're next up. You've been invited to to speak or ask a question. Um, oh, we've got somebody else first before you. Um, Hello. Matt, hello. What's your question? Hello. hello. What's your question? I can, hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. What's your question? Hi there. So my question is just regarding on behalf of my sister. Um, so basically, she um, sponsored someone over on a spouse visa from Pakistan. Yeah. And and so basically, they've now got the indefinite stay. Now they've never lived in the house together. My sister bought a house prior to marriage. So she's had it years before she was married to him. Yeah. And he's now got his, his indefinite. He's got like a card indefinite can he claim off her house um it well regardless of whose name it's in it'll be a marital yeah. asset okay so that's the first thing i would say so is he yeah. able to make a claim against a marital asset yes he is will yeah. he be successful in the claim that's difficult to to answer because it might be that he doesn't need it do you know what I mean? So I think the financial needs of the parties have got to be taken into consideration. So it, yes, he can make an application for some of it, but will he be successful? I don't know. Okay, because he's lived in a rented, uh, rented flat with my sister. Yeah. And he's never, he's never lived in that house. Yeah. And that house is obviously, um, it's been rented, but obviously he's threatened, he's threatened my sister. Now they give, he's basically just used it for the, for the visa, spousal yep. visa. And I've got my indefinite stay. Yeah. I'm going to claim off the house and he's threatening to take the house and he's, but he's made no contribution towards it at all. Right. But it's still a marital asset. So again, it's going to come down to lots of factors, length of marriage, children, age of parties, earning capacity that sort of thing okay so there's right. no there's no children and he's self-employed as an uber driver oh yeah but i can't yeah i mean i sorry i wasn't inviting you to answer those questions i'm just saying sorry, that that's what just... a family family solicitor would want to go through with him or with yeah. your sister and um, that's that's what your sister needs to do she needs to take some advice from a family law solicitor because then we'd be able to say yes he does have a claim no he doesn't based on the answer to those questions Okay, brilliant. Thank you. That's answered me. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Thank Thanks. You. Bye-bye. Matt, you are up next. Matt, B29. Uh, good evening. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Is that a Birmingham postcode, Matt, B29? No, no. No. Um, oh, it's all right. It's Matt and then my initial and then 29 because that's how old I was when I done my email address. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's your question, Matt? Um, just a quick question. of. I've had contact with my son from when he was nine until he was just after 10. Yeah. There was no leeway. We was in the contact centre for almost 10 years. Then yeah. the contact centre closed down yeah. due to funding issues. Yeah. He's just turned 14 last week. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I just heard something else. That's all um, right. Yeah. The funding stopped and the centre closed. Yeah. And he just turned 14. For the last three years, I've been um, 
sorting my own personal life out and a divorce that I was going through, not from his mum, but from my other partner. Yeah. I want to regain contact, but the last time um, I was issued any paperwork from the court, it was a non-molestation order, which prevented me from having any direct or indirect contact. Yeah. Was the, the time frame was well expired. Does that order still count, or am I allowed to try and contact her? No, no, no. Or does the, it have to be through the court? The, no, no, the non-molestation maps most likely was only given for 12 months. So once those 12 okay. months are up, I mean, you'll you'll have a copy of the non-mole, so just double-check that. But once those 12 months are up, you can then contact her. You're not in breach of anything. So by all means, do okay. that. Um, all I would say is, if the child is 14 now, there's every chance that if you make your application to the court, you're probably going to run out of time. Just because if the child is saying to Kafkas, for example, if Kafkas get involved, I don't want to see dad, the court most likely won't make an order. No, that's fine. So, I understand that that is yeah. a risk from what I've, what I've got, but I'm hoping that he would want to see me. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be nasty to her. I know he's his mum. We've had our different differences. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that she would have brainwashed him, but because three years have uh, elapsed, a lot's happened in that three years and I'm now in a better place to see him and I'm not with a, a toxic partner that I was okay, with. Okay, that's good. Um, so I'm hoping that he gives me the benefit of the doubt and lets yeah. me see him. But yeah. I'm also fearful that it might be slightly too late. But can I apply to the court? Um, obviously, I don't know where he lives, but I know some of her info. Can I apply to try and get it put in front of a court or does it better to try and speak to her direct? I, w I would speak to her directly first of all because I think sometimes people can feel intimidated by getting official letters from the court. So I would speak to her initially, um, lay it all out there. Don't, you know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and sort of say that you're in a much better place, everything that you've just told me tonight. Um, and then say, look, you know, would it be possible to maybe mediate? I know you've got concerns and you've got worries, but I'm happy to maybe think about mediation um, and, and really sort of allow yourself to be exposed in that way so that she feels a bit more in control because you're more likely to get your own way if she feels that she's still going to be in control of the situation rather than you running to court and making a court application. Because what you want to do really is lay the foundation for good co-parenting long term yeah okay all I'm right just, i'm just fearful because of the last 10 years going through yeah. contact centers uh, yeah she's always had in a prop like in her mind that something's going to go wrong yeah and I it know. hasn't ever gone wrong yeah. but it's but, just a shame the center closed i know and bearing in mind matt he's also 14 now so we don't really have supervised contact when they're 14 so at 14 they can tell mum what's gone on you know effectively they've got a mobile phone so they can ring for help if they need to. I mean, God forbid, you know, he could just get out of wherever he is and, you know, run. Do you know what I mean? So it, things have changed yeah. now, Matt. Th things have changed. So, but I, I would, my suggestion would be to contact her first before you go to court. Okay, just one last question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, if she doesn't play ball and doesn't have, like she says, no, he doesn't want to you go away. Do I have to take that as gospel or is there another way that I can move forward to get someone to talk to her, like Kafkas or someone like that, or is he too old for that? I think if she says to you no, I, I, would, I wouldn't let it go. I'd sort of be saying, well, look, you know, would you at least pass on my phone, my phone number so that we can maybe text or, you know, WhatsApp or whatever? Um, 
if she won't do that, then the only way you're going to be able to get him to um, contact you is with a court order. So then you're going to have to make the court application. Is that the C100? That's the C100, yeah. Yeah. All right, no worries. Thank you for your time. All right, thanks, Matt. Good luck. Bye. Can I just say, the TikTokers, for those of you on Discord who might not be on TikTok as well, they have been working so hard. CMBU... Um, has got it up to, what is it now? 168,000 likes. Wow. That's crazy. Thank you so much, guys. Um, right, Bingo, you are next on the list. What's your question? Um, can you Hello? hear me? I can, yeah. You're very low. Um, Am I? Oh. She needs to turn uh, um, what it is, I've been married 30 years. I've, I've, I've spoke to you before. Um, I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. Um, we separated nearly three years and um, I've got a solicitor but he's, he's signed a statement and he's lied and we're, go, we're going to court for, uh, for a court order for an order yeah um, but he said he didn't he, and he's got rid of his assets okay yeah um, and he's saying he's living somewhere which is um, which he says he's paying £500 a month rent and he isn't he's, he's not actually he's living with his partner Okay. Um, so what what will happen at court? Because he has signed it saying it was true that he had no other properties and one of them was a rental and he sold it. So have you have you even had your first appointment yet, Bingo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, we should have gone to court um, a couple of months ago. Yeah. But he, he sub- submitted um, the uh, answers to the questions that my solicitor has asked. Oh, right. But okay. even they don't make sense. Okay. Then the next step is to do schedule of deficiencies. I'm sure your solicitor will have told you this. All you no. can do, all you can do is keep pushing. So if we exchange questionnaires and the replies mm-hmm. that we get to those questions aren't good enough or they don't make sense or they don't answer our question, we go back again with what's called a schedule of deficiencies, okay? And we they have to then answer. It's almost like a second questionnaire, really. Now, right. if that's still deficient, you're going to raise that at the next hearing, which is your FDR. You're going to raise that there. And the other thing, if he's disposing of or hiding assets, we might need to get more disclosure. So at the FDR, you might be saying to the court, look, I know that we've swapped 12 months worth of bank statements, but actually I've got good reason to believe that he might have, you know, obtained some money two years ago. So could I please have two years worth of bank statements? So yeah, I've, yeah. I'm recently doing a case where somebody got inheritance that was six years ago. And we wanted to know exactly how much was received. So we got a copy of the will, but we also got a direction from the judge that we could see the bank statements from six years ago. Okay, so, so you can you can go outside of, of, the, of the norm, if you like. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to court soon, and the solicitor said it's for an order. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll get an order at, at every hearing. So so you've got an order at your first hearing and you'll get an order from your second. Then if you haven't agreed at the second, it's the third hearing that's the final hearing whereby the court will then decide. Right, okay, that's great. Thank you very much. What he's also saying is that he sold the property and he's got the money in his his dad's account, but he can't can't get a statement. 
well, he's going to have to because, it, you know, that was his decision to put the money elsewhere. So we need you need to see that. You need to see evidence of that. And if he can't get his dad's statement, what he can get is copies of the um, statement from the conveyancing solicitor. Because when a conveyancing solicitor settles on a property, they'll send you a statement. You know, this is the money that we received into the client account. This is the amount that we paid your mortgage. And this is the amount that we transferred to you. This is where we... where we from then stating yeah. that it was paid into his account. Well, there we go. So, again, if he's saying he's now transferred it into his dad's, I don't really give a monkey's where it is because we've got a letter there to say this is how much you received. So, yeah. unless he can prove that he spent it, that amount gets put into the matrimonial pot. Right. And he's also, sorry, he's also said that he owed his brother £15,000. Well, that, that, you see, when, it, what, when it's... Is, is that paid him back out the sale? But when it's family loans like that, we, we call them soft loans. They don't come over and above the needs of the spouse. So your needs, your housing needs, your income needs, your capital needs, they... they... Sorry, guys, my battery ran out then, so the podcast is going to have to end there. However, remember, we are back tomorrow night at six for more family law questions.